0: We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett.
1: Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to The Winning Side broadcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This is Brother Nathan filling in for Pastor today and hope you're doing well on this Wednesday. We've made it to the middle of the week and uh, Brother David, myself, Brother Daniel and Pastor, we're all at the chapels this morning. And what a blessing and encouragement it is to see every week all those students there at Victory Christian Academy. And uh, Brother Daniel preached in the elementary chapel. Had, I had the privilege of preaching in the high school and middle school chapel uh, after that. And uh, both services were just great. And uh, so I, I, I'm constantly reminded every week how blessed we are to have a Christian school as a ministry of our church And uh, no doubt, it's a a way, uh, another hook in the water as far as to reaching our community for Christ. And so, uh, just thankful today for all of God's blessings here at our church. I'm looking forward to getting into the Bible uh, with you and giving you a short devotion. And uh, I, I would like to mention before I get too far ahead of myself here, we've got some birthdays and anniversaries. And today, anniversary, Mason and Lauren Price, happy anniversary to you and then we have uh, birthdays today loretta clark carrie hall and evelyn walker happy birthday to you three and hope you all have a blessed day today now uh, i do want to mention because i'll probably forget after our uh, time at the end of the broadcast but we do have church tonight and so make plans to be there if you're listening and you're not from our area i hope you would uh, make plans to be at your church tonight And uh, I I always think the Wednesday evening service is something special. It's that oasis in the desert, if you will. It's that refresher in the middle of the week. uh, Encouragement that we can get from being around God's people and being under God's Word. And so looking forward to church tonight. Pastor will be preaching and uh, we'll have uh, master clubs uh, going on as normal. We'll have our teens on target as well. And so it's going to be a great time this evening. Now let's go to a song. And right after this song, we will be in the Gospel of Mark. And I hope this song will be an encouragement to you. It'll go along with our thought for today.
2: Sees clear skies. He speaks peace to the raging storm. When peace. People...
1: Amen. I love that song. What an encouragement. Um, When you're not going through storms, and you can hear that song, but uh, I think even more so, when you're in the midst of a storm yourself, a trial of life, uh, you can know and have faith that God is going to take care of it, and He sees the storm from the other side. I love that phrase right there. We're going to actually talk about uh, that today, and uh, I have my Bible opened up to Mark chapter 6 mark chapter 6 now that song there is taken from the account in mark 4 when jesus was there in the boat he was asleep and uh, his disciples uh, were afraid and uh, they thought they were going to lose their life there in the midst of that sea during that uh, boisterous storm and then jesus speaks peace be still to that storm and the storm obeys it's amazing what god can do and the power that he has he's all-powerful And so, we're looking in here at Mark chapter 6. So, this is after that storm. As a matter of fact, this is after the feeding of the 5,000 there, the, the men, and then that's not including the women and the children that were there as well. Look with me there at verse number 45, Mark 6, 45. The Bible says, And straightway, immediately, he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before Bethsaida. "...while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them." Notice with me there. We've got the situation where Jesus just gets done feeding 5,000 people, And then he's sending his disciples onto the Sea of Galilee, and he's sending the 5,000 away. And Jesus himself, he departs and goes up into a mountain to pray. During this time is when that, that windstorm comes through on that sea. The disciples are trying to get to their destination, but the Bible says that the wind was contrary. It was blowing against them. So as Jesus sees his disciples there on that boat, he sees that they're going nowhere. I mean, they're trying the hardest they can. The Bible says that Jesus starts to come out unto them on the fourth watch. That's between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. at night. And so it's just about morning. It's it's the dead of night, if you will. And Jesus comes walking on the water toward them. Another gospel records this, uh, Matthew. Uh, This was where Peter uh, calls out to Jesus that he may join Jesus on the water. And so this is the same account here. But I want to uh, just point out a few things about this storm that the disciples went through, what Jesus did during this storm, and then what can we do when we're in the midst of a storm. I'm going to continue reading there. It says, As Jesus was walking upon the sea and would have passed by them, verse 49, but when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out, uh, Again, this was in the middle of the night, and uh, they're already afraid for, for their lives, and now they see somebody walking on the water. How crazy could that be? And then in verse 50, For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them, saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered, For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, that previous miracle, for their heart was hardened. Could I ask you a question this morning? Why are there storms? Why do we go through storms in our life? Well, I believe there's a couple, uh, several different reasons, if you will. I have three that I could give you today. Obviously, storms in life are things that we don't ask for, but they just come. And sometimes they come up suddenly those disciples on the Sea of Galilee, there was a mountain range there on, on the sides of, the, of that sea. And so um, those storms could come up very quickly uh, to where you can't see the storm until it's actually right there. Uh, storms in life, I, I remember growing up in Illinois And uh, we would have our fair share of thunderstorms, and and, uh, they could get pretty intense at times. And I know here in North Carolina, we have uh, more hurricanes and different things that come through here. Uh, But it's amazing the power of a storm. I love sitting as a a, a young boy there with my family. We would open that garage door and on a a muggy summer afternoon, we would see a storm come in. The temperature would drop about 10 to 15 degrees because that front is coming in and we would just watch that storm as the rain starts and then the thunder and the lightning. And it was fun to watch. Although uh, we uh, associate storms with a lot of negativity and obviously they do cause a lot of damage and and there's uh, some dangers to a storm but there's also benefits to a storm. As we look at the anatomy of a storm and what it can do, well, first of all, it brings rain, right? It waters. Um, Not only that, but it cleans the air. As that rain is falling, it's taking all those toxins and the pollutants out of the air. Uh, lightning actually infuses nitrogen into the soil and helps to fertilize soil. And so there are some benefits. It cools the earth. Uh, With that rain, it'll cool the earth. And so there's different things that we can look at from that natural, logical standpoint, but why does God allow storms in our life? What's the reasons that we go through cer- certain valleys and certain struggles and and trials in our life? Well, first of all, I believe it's to grow our faith. As, just as rain and water, um, uh, it it helps to nourish the plants, and just as I mentioned, that lightning it fertilizes the soil. So storms in our life is a great time for our faith to grow. Sometimes we have pride in our life and we think, man, I can do it by myself. And just as those disciples were there out on that sea and they were rowing and rowing and rowing and they couldn't get anywhere, they were trying to do it in their own strength and their own power, and they just had to realize, no, we, we can't do it on our own. We need to call out to the one who can. And so today, I think God allows storms in our life because it's to grow our faith. It's to strengthen our faith in Him, not in ourselves. Two, it's to readjust our focus. It reminds me of Peter. um, As he would call out to Jesus, he joins him on the water. And then what happens? He takes his eyes off of Jesus, starts looking at the wind and the waves and thinking, Oh man, what am I doing? And he starts to sink. Readjust our focus. So many times we panic because all we see is the storm and the damage it can cause. But Hebrews 12.2 says this, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I believe it's to readjust our focus. What should we be looking at in the midst of a storm? The worst thing we could do is look at everything around us, look at the people, look at the circumstances, and think there's no hope. Why is this happening? Looking at our circumstances, we can get fearful. But when we look at the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus, that's where faith steps in and we see him work. How about this one? It's to restore our fellowship. I don't believe this is all the time, but there are certain cases where God allows storms in our life because we're not right with him. Maybe there's sin. Maybe there's that, that pride thing of, I, oh, I, I, I think I can do this on my own. I think I've got it now. And that's when God allows a storm and he says, hey, look, you think you got it, but you don't realize that you need me. You can't get through this life without Him. Um, again, uh, in First John one nine, it says, "If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, is to restore our fellowship." Sometimes, another question is not only what does God allow, or why does God allow storms, but what does Jesus do through your storm during this stormy time of uh, of your life? What is Jesus doing? And a lot of times we think, well, he's not doing anything because we're going through the storm. It's a difficult time, and I don't know if I can handle it. Well, I can tell you one thing. Uh, Jesus, he sees your storm. He knows exactly what you're going through. We find here in this account that Jesus saw his disciples toiling and rowing and trying to get where they needed to go, but they could not because of that storm. Jesus sees, and I'm glad God sees, I'm glad God can see everything. There's not a time where he takes his focus off of you because he's everywhere all the time. He knows what you're going through. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. I'm thankful that's the God that we serve. He sees our storm. Not only that, but he stabilizes our storm. Man, once you let him come in and he gets in your boat, guess what? That wind ceases. There's a calm in, in your life because you've let Jesus come into your situation And then He supersedes your storm. What does that mean? It means Jesus takes the place of your trial. That's exactly what He did for us on the cross. He took our place. And He can do the same thing in the storms of our life. My last question, I know we're uh, winding down and getting out of time, but the last question is, what can we do? What must we do in the storm? Well, we can remember what God has done for us in the past. You know, the disciples had a hard time remembering and having the faith to know that God is in control in the present situation. They were there for that storm when Jesus was asleep in the bottom of the boat and he uh, spoke, peace be still, and, the, and everything went away and everything was calm. They were there for that. They were there for the feeding of the 5,000. And now as, as they should have remembered what God did in the past, they should have the faith to know that he can be in our present and he can help us through those storms. Not only that, we can remember, but we could also reach out Jesus here, he was going to pass by, it says. It says, uh, walking upon the sea and would have passed by them. You know, maybe Jesus right now is passing by your situation, and he may just go ahead and pass on by unless we reach out and we call to him. Jesus wants to. He's sitting on the outside waiting for us to invite him into our storm. But yet we we have to have that initiative. So many times things are going uh, wrong in our life and we panic and we say, what can we do? I know what we can do. We can ask God to help and he's ready and he's willing to step in and to help us. Just reach out to him. And then the the hardest part is this. What must we do in the storm? Rejoice. (laughs) It's hard to have happiness. It's hard to have joy in the midst of a trial. But I can tell you one thing. If your focus is on Jesus Christ and you know That God sees the storm from the other side, just as we heard it from that song. Oh, He can see us through it. We as Christians, we're on the winning side. Yes, we may be going through a hard time, but if you have your focus on what's ahead, remember in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, Jesus, He who for the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross. In the midst of His storm, He saw what was on the other side. In the midst of our storm, let's see what's on the other side and let's just trust in God. I thank you for joining us today for The Winning Side, and when storms of life come, let's just have faith that he knows how to bring us through. Have a great day, and we'll see you in church tonight. On the
0: side. yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on The Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina.